podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Friday before Liverpool play Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup, but also on a Friday after which the European Cup draw has been made. So, Liverpool will play Benfica in the quarterfinals. The first leg will be away, the second leg at Anfield. Without meaning to be disrespectful to Benfica, this is the best draw Liverpool could have gotten. When you look at the other teams in the competition, this was the best draw they could have gotten. And it's not just the quarterfinal draw, it's also the semi-final draw. So the quarterfinals line up like this. Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Manchester City versus Atletico Madrid. Villarreal versus Bayern Munich. Benfica versus Liverpool. The semi-finals will be the winner of Chelsea Real versus City Atleti. The winner of Villarreal Bayern versus the winner of Liverpool Benfica. Liverpool, if they get through against Benfica, would be at home in the first leg of the semi-final. So a little bit of a disadvantage there. You'd rather have the second leg at home. But with the way this team is playing, I don't think it really matters where the games are played. Villarreal will be a really tough game for Bayern. Bayern should get through. But remember, there's some doubt over Lewandowski at the moment because he's picked up a knee injury. So if he misses those games, if there's any kind of potential for him to miss those games, like if he's out for a month, that would rule him out of both quarterfinal games. And that would be massive for Bayern because their backup striker is Chupa Motang, who's just not very good. And Villarreal will be confident. They just knocked out Juventus. Last year, they won the Europa League. Unai Emery, despite his massive flaws, is very, very good in two-legged European ties. Now, we'll expect Bayern to get through. And we'll expect Liverpool to get through up against Benfica, who are not having a particularly good season, it must be said. You look at Benfica, they're currently third in the Premier League, but they're 12 points off the top. They're six points out of second. And there is really only three teams in the Portuguese league that have a chance at winning the title in any given year. Porto, Sporting and Benfica. They started the season really well. They won their first seven league games in a row. And then they just turned into quite an inconsistent team. They haven't strung together more than two wins in a row in the league 
since September. They went out of the Portuguese Cup. They lost the League Cup final against Sporting. They've done very well in the Champions League, it does need to be said. They beat Spartak Moscow 4-0 on aggregate in the third qualifying round. They beat PSV Eindhoven in the playoff round, 2-1 on aggregate. And they got drawn in a very, diff- well, what seemed like a very difficult group at the time. Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Dinamo Kiev. Now, Dinamo turned out to be very, very poor this year in Europe. And Barca, obviously, I don't think anyone saw how much of a calamity they would be coming. So they end up getting through second in the group. They draw away to Dinamo. They beat Barcelona 3-0 at home. They lose both games to Bayern and, in truth, get walloped both times. They lost 4-0 at home and 5-2 away. They drew away to Barcelona, and then they beat Dinamo 2-0 in the last game to get through to send Barcelona into the Europa League and advance. They drew Ajax, and Ajax had come through six wins out of six in the group stage. They draw 2-2 at home, and you think, that's it, that's them done, Ajax will get through. But they went to Amsterdam, and a Darwin Nunes goal gave them the win, and they land with us. So they've played good teams this year. But the one really good team they played walloped them both times. Bayern are the one really good team that they've played and they walloped them both times. Ajax are a good team. Barca are okay. PSV are okay. Spartak are fairly decent. But the one really good team walloped them both times. And that's going to give us confidence. There's a lot of good players in the squad. Grimaldo, the left back, is excellent. But they are playing Vertonghen and Otamendi as their centre-backs. Now, obviously, we know them really well from their time in the Premier League. They were both, at different times in their career, very good. Otamendi, his very good time came at Valencia. He did have some decent spells at City. But he's 34 now. Vertonghen is also 34. And Vertonghen, in his last couple of years at Spurs, looked finished. He spent eight years with Tottenham. And to his credit, he was really, really good there. But he is finished, and so is Otamendi. And those two up against our front line, that's an area of weakness. Grimaldo at left back, worth keeping an eye on. They've got a bit of a rotating cast at right back. Gilberto's probably the best of them, but there's been some injuries and some inconsistencies there. In midfield... Jao Mario's been around for years, was part of that por- that Portugal team that won the Euros. He's a good player. Everton, who was a Brazilian starter when they won the Copa America a couple of years ago, he's a good player. Rafa Silva's a good player. Julian Weigel's a good player, but never really reached the level he was expected to get to. Had that horrific ankle break when he was at Dortmund, and he was been talked of as the next Busquets, Pep Guardiola apparently was in love with him. He was at that time what Rodri later became. And then Adel Tarot, who's generally a sub, but did start the last game. Everyone remembers him. He was in England for quite a long time with Tottenham and then QPR and Fulham. 
and he's reinvented his career to his credit. He's been at Benfica now since 2015. He's never really he's never really come close to reaching the potential that he once showed. The best season of his career came in the championship. But he's become more of a defensive-minded player rather than the number 10 he was when he was in England. Up front, they've got options. Roman Yaramchuk is a good striker, one that you have to respect. Darwin Nunes is the star shoulder. Darwin Nunes is the one that you really, really need to keep an eye on. 6'2", 22 years of age, has that Suarez-esque dog in him. Big and bustly, good dribbler, good pace, good hold-up play, scores all type of goals, good in the air. If you're looking for a Premier League comparison and you haven't seen Darwin, someone along the lines, imagine Armando Broya in two, three years, what we think he could be. That's Darwin now. He's that same type of build, same type of style, happy to come short, pick the ball up, turn the defender and carry the ball. Good movement in the box. Darwin Nunes is the one real weapon for Liverpool to be cautious of. There's a lot of good players. He's the only one in that squad with the potential to be great. Outside of him, there's not a whole lot to fear. Like I say, Everton, Mario, Rafa, Sil- Rafa Silva, good players, not great players. So you'd be confident that we'll go through. You'd have to be confident that we'll go through. And the semi-final draw suits us as well. Villarreal are good, not great. We would beat them. Bayern are very, very good. Bayern are one of the few teams that are close to our level. But we're a bad matchup for them because of how we play, because of how strong we are defensively. We're not a good matchup for Bayern. And Bayern do have weaknesses in the defence. But we can talk about them when that time comes. All I'm happy about is that we're not on the other side of the draw. Now, City play Atleti either side of their game against us. So that's going to give Pep some pause for thought. He's going to have to prioritise. He's already had Oliver Kay crying for him in the Athletic about how Pep is working with a squad of mainly just 18 players and, oh, it's not fair for Pep having to work with such a, a small squad, which, you know, you could have some respect for if he hadn't spent $100 million on a guy who doesn't always get in the team, if he didn't have a player currently unavailable because he's accused of eight counts of rape or whatever it is. Uh, I think it, it could be seven. I think it's eight, but it could be seven. Uh, if he hadn't sold Ferran Torres in January, you know, Pep wouldn't have to have Ali K shilling for him. But Pep will have to prioritise. And playing at Letty, as we found out, is not a fun exercise. Not a fun exercise at all. So City now have to play them, then play us, and then play them again. So you're going to get the slow it down shithousery of Atleti, 
and all the dark arts will come out. Then you get the turbocharged Liverpool. That's not going to be fun. That really is not going to be fun for Guardiola. We've seen Pep in the past get right inside his own head and make some baffling decisions. And hopefully he makes some baffling decisions for that game on April the 10th. Hopefully Simeone and his boys just wear them down. You know, a few little sly kicks to the ankle of De Bruyne and things like that would be very, very nice. The winner of that one plays the winner of Chelsea Real. So I think there's five teams that can win the competition. Three of them are on the other side of the draw. Three of them are on the other side of the draw. So they're going to take care of each other. Whoever comes through on that side will definitely have run the gauntlet. They'll have played, potentially, Chelsea could play Real Madrid and then City to then get us. That's very, very difficult. And if luck breaks our way, maybe we play Benfica and Villarreal, but, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens there. But that's the draw. Uh, the games to be played on the... We, we play on the 5th of April and then on the 13th of April. Uh, City, Atleti play the same games, same nights. Chelsea play on the 6th and the 12th, as do Villarreal Benfica. So we get Tuesday and then the break till Wednesday. So that's a good advantage. Whereas Chelsea and Villarreal, they play Tuesday Oh, sorry, Wednesday and then Tuesday. That's a nice short week for them. Good quick turnaround. Let's see what they're all made of. If we get through the semifinals of the 26th and 27th for the first leg, and the 3rd and 4th of May for the second leg, the final, of course, now to be played in Paris on the 18th. No, the 28th of uh, May. Fingers crossed we will be there. Now, we have a game this weekend. It is against Nottingham Forest. Uh, myself and Carl Matchett did a scouted yesterday. It's a bit about Forrest on that. So if you want to listen to that, that's there. Klopp has said today that Allison will start in goal. I'm a little bit surprised, but he has said that the FA Cup is Ali's competition. Um, we've also gotten news today that Trent Alexander-Arnold is injured and therefore has been withdrawn from the England squad. We can only hope that he's back in time to play Watford in a fortnight. And if he's not, hopefully he's back the following week for the Manchester City game. Around the main Liverpool websites, there is a piece about the Trent injury and some stuff about the draw on This Is Anfield. Also the list of the 10 Liverpool youngsters called up to uh, the England squads. So Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott have been called up to the 21s. Tyler Morton is in the 20s. Luke Chambers and Gerald Kwanza have been called up for the under-19s. Oakley Cannonier, Lee Jonas, Terence Mills and Isaac Mabaye called up to the under-18s. Kate Gordon misses out through injuries. And Callum Scanlon is in the under-17 squad. So fair play. 10 youngsters called up. It's nice to see Liverpool youngsters getting recognised at the underage levels, even if, you know, the best right back in world football doesn't always get 
the recognition he deserves at the senior level. So you can check all that out on This Is Anfield on liverpool.com. Liverpool given Luis Diaz transfer repeat prompt after Champions League quarterfinals is confirmed. And I would assume this is in relation to Darwin Nunes. Yes, it is indeed suggesting that we will sign, we could sign Darwin Nunes. You definitely would get on board with that. Uh, Liverpool given clear route to showpiece Manchester City final as Champions League draw is made. I wouldn't be overly certain that City will be the team to emerge from the other side of the draw. Liverpool are in £27 million transfer limbo as Joe Gomez's future gives FSG a decision to make. Suggestion here that we would like to sign Bremer from Torino. He's having, to his credit, he is having a brilliant season. And along with Fikayo Tomore, probably the best defender in Serie A this season. However, this is his first season performing at a level like this. I'd like to see him do it from the year. He, he's been so rash and erratic in his career to date that I wouldn't necessarily be in favour. But based on how he's played this year, you'd have to say it is impressive. It really is impressive what he's done this season. Now, there's a lot of rumours that Inter Milan have eyes on him and uh, would like to see him come in to replace... Stefan De Vries. He's also been linked with Spurs. He's great in the air. He's just... I suppose the thing is, he is only 24. He's actually 24 today, so happy birthday to him. So maybe it's been a bit harsh. His rashness and his erraticness might just have been signs of youth, but... I remember watching a lot of Torino about two years ago and every single game he was making four or five mistakes that you just would get absolutely slaughtered from the Premier League. He has cut it out this season. Last season was sort of in between. Maybe he improves. I'd like to see more of it next year before we commit to signing him. But if Gomez goes, he's definitely one that will be on the list for us to potentially bring in. You'd have to imagine, uh, especially if his, if his price is favourable. Liverpool submit 59 million transfer bid as Michael Edwards is wanted by Champions League rival. Uh, There's a piece about Divock, a piece about Liverpool sending scouts to watch Aaron Hickey of Bologna, the young Scottish left-back. If Costa's left, Aaron Hickey would have to be high on the list of possible replacements. Would have to be. Aaron Hickey's a tremendous young player. Uh, PSG, apparently very keen to bring in Michael Edwards as the new sporting director and the £59 million bid allegedly for Alexander Isak of Real Sociedad. A very, very good player. Not had a great season. Not had a great season. I'd be inclined to leave him where he is. And if he ends up going to a different club, I'm not overly pushed. I think we can do better than that. Um, Anfieldindex.com. It's all about the podcasts. As I said, there is a new AI scouted one which you can give a listen to. But I will leave it there for today, folks. Thanks as always. Enjoy your weekends. 
hopefully on Monday, we are talking about an FA Cup semi-final to come. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.